Hey, welcome back to the sweet, dulcet tones of the love drive. That's what a listener a long, long time ago described <laughs> the sound of this podcast, or of my voice, I guess, the sweet, dulcet tones. And I always really like that. Um, welcome back. I am back. I think I was uh, kidding myself when I said that I would be able to record this podcast on the road with just like my iPad and a lav mic. That didn't happen at all. So thank you for your patience as I re-establish my life in the United States of America after five years in Montreal. And uh, when I moved back, I guess I'll give you a little life update. Uh, when I moved back to the States, so I'm originally from Canada. I, I We moved to the States when I was 13, uh, Austin, and then uh, the Bay Area in California. And then I lived there until I was 34. I mean, I traveled a ton, but generally lived in California until until my mid-30s. And then uh, moved to Canada during the Trump administration. I didn't plan that. That's just how it ended up being. Um, and now I'm back. And I didn't know where I was going to live. And I settled into my brother's basement in Boulder for what I thought was going to just be a few weeks, but ended up being like four months or more while I established or while I sort of explored the Western United States to see where I wanted to land and um, haphazardly drove through Arizona, had coffee with a friend in Flagstaff, and now I live here. So this is where I live. I live in Arizona. I never thought that I would live in Arizona. I just wasn't even on the list. You know, on the list was like of potential, you know, new homes and places to settle was like Boise, Bozeman, um, you know, Missoula, Boulder, some other like the Western Slope of Colorado, uh, Arizona just was not on the radar. But I, I drove through here and I really like it. It's nice. It's like a smallish city. So like 75 to 100,000 people, depending on the students. It, um, access to the outdoors. It's not in the middle of nowhere, but it's it's off the beaten path. Um, it's accessible. It's got a little airport with free parking. Have you ever heard of an airport with free parking? Uh, Dog-friendly, low state income tax, interestingly enough, which is nice. And uh, skiing, biking, climbing close to Sedona. It's a lot of like spiritual... <laughs> tourism. Uh, the Grand Canyon is like 70 miles away. I guess Arizona, I don't know if you, you knew this. I, I didn't know this. Is the Grand Canyon state. So that's cool. Um, politically, it's kind of interesting. Purple state. Um, yeah. Flagstaff is cool. It's a college town, you know. But it also has all the big box stores. Anyways... <laughs> Enough about that. Uh, I am starting to settle. I just basically like moved here like a week ago. And I'm still in an Airbnb, but I'm moving to a house um, so that I can eventually buy a piece of land and build a house on. Anyways, that's exciting. So 
Okay, um, that's my life update. And it's been rough. I'll just be honest with you. Leaving Canada was rough. You know, leaving a socialist province, Quebec is like very much a socialist province, to move to the States with its current political climate and environmental challenges was just really hard for me. You know, it's it's hard to move, right? To pull up your roots and go and find another suitable place to call home. Uh, so it's been hard. It's been lonely. It's been confusing. Uh, and I guess that's sort of a segue into today's episode, today's conversation on loneliness, right? On being single, on being alone, experiencing solitude, right? We have, as a society, have vilified singledom, right? I mean, if it's a systemic issue, right? If you look at the United States, so I, I know that I have people that listen to this podcast all around the world, but if you even look at just the United States, it's in the tax code that as a couple, as a married couple, you get additional benefits, right? You have lower tax obligations as a married couple than you do as a single person. So uh, look at any sort of Disney, Hollywood movie. It never ends with the single person staying single. You know, there's always some sort of happily ever after tale, right? And then uh, consider the fact that people are always asking you, are you dating? Have you met anybody? Do you want me to set you up? This is, this is common. It's common for people to want to solve your single problem, the problem of being single. And I just want to be here to say that it's okay to be single. It's okay to be alone. It's okay to not be in a relationship. It's also okay to be lonely. Loneliness is uncomfortable. Right? It is what some people would call a negative emotion. And I don't believe in emotions being positive or negative. I, I believe in them being pleasant or unpleasant, difficult or easy. Um, they have some sort of characteristic, but they're not right or wrong. It's funny, I, I get a lot of people asking me things along the lines of, you know, my boyfriend doesn't uh, you know, call me back. How should I feel about that? Or uh, they haven't introduced me to their parents yet. How should I feel? Which is really strange, right? Asking someone else how to feel rather than to just feel and explore that, right? And loneliness gets a bad rap. It really gets a bad rap. It doesn't need to. Um, because in that loneliness is you is an opportunity for you to develop your relationship with you, right? And if you like your company, then you're way less likely to settle for the company of someone else that is mediocre or not a good fit for you, right? If you're okay with you, right? If you have interests that keep you interested, uh, then, then there's less of a, a likelihood that you will be seeking the comfort of others to avoid 
feeling alone. And when you're alone and single, you're not just in standby mode. You're not just idly sitting there on the bench waiting for somebody or something to relieve you of the pain of your singleness or your loneliness or your solitude. I mean, you could choose to look at it that way. You could choose to take the posture of, if I'm not in a relationship or I'm not actively dating, I am uh, on standby. I'm on standby waiting for someone to pick me to play a game of dodgeball, right? Or you can see it as an opportunity for you to continue cultivating a relationship with yourself and to continue cultivating the environment for love to flourish, right? It's fall, right? So we're going into the winter. And so what that traditionally means is that gardens are going to be resting, right? You don't try to plant sunflowers in December. It's just not going to work. That's not to say that you can't find love in December. Of course you can. (laughs) After all, it is cuffing season, right? So um, people are settling for all sorts of (laughs) mediocre relationships. So they don't have to be alone over the holidays and over, over the cold, dark period of this year, right? So gardens need to rest, Uh, They're not just dead, right? They're resting so that the soil can be more fertile in the spring. And so I like this analogy or this metaphor of the garden, right? Uh, Right now, the garden might, might look bare. It might be bare on the surface, but there's shit going on underneath, right? And so you and your loneliness are going through stuff, you are still healing. You are still processing. It's still an opportunity for you to care for yourself. And the beauty of fall and winter uh, as a single person is that you can take this opportunity to just really like rest and recover. For when the environment is more conducive to growth and connection, and like I said, that doesn't mean that you can't go on dates during the winter. But if you're the type of person that's always looking for somebody or always going on dates so that you can find your person, the invitation here might be to maybe take a break from that for a while and to just accept the fact that you for now are alone and that you for now are lonely and that you for now are exploring what solitude means to you doesn't have to be negative. And it doesn't have to be unpleasant, especially if you take the perspective or the position of, I am exploring my loneliness and I am also excited to meet somebody. I am single and I am preparing the garden, soil, or my soul to be able to nourish or nurture a love connection, right? There's something incredibly beautiful about patience and desire, right? The the patience 
that you will not rush into anything because there's no need to rush into it. There's really no deadline, right? All the deadlines that we have, we've sort of put on ourselves. There is the deadline of, I want to have a biological child with someone, especially if you're a woman. Um, and that that's tricky. I don't really... I don't really know how to address that um, other than that sometimes um, we have to sort of let go of what we thought our life was going to look like. Being overly attached to an outcome is often a recipe, uh, a recipe, <laughs> a recipe for disappointment. So this idea, right, that you are patient in love and that you're also confident in love, knowing that it will happen. Not when you least expect it or not when the time is right. It just is going to happen, just not on your timeline. <laughs> I thought I was going to have two kids by 30. I'm 39 with no kids. So, you know, I had to let go of what I thought it was going to look like. Because I'm not really in charge, right? Because <laughs> if there's another person involved, I can't be in charge. I can only express what I want to myself, to the universe, to other people, and hope that uh, they also want what I want. Anyways, I could babble on this for a while, but I, you know, I'd love for you to see solitude and singledom and singleness and loneliness not as something unpleasant but as an opportunity for you to explore your relationship with yourself, to discover yourself, to sit in the discomfort of yearning for a relationship and not having one, for you to explore what is really important to you. You know, if it's a relationship, what kind of relationship? With what kind of person? What are you hoping to build? So that you have a better idea when it's presented to you. Because it will be, eventually. Um, thanks for sticking with me. Thank you for your patience. And I'm glad to be back. My name is Sean Galanos, and this has been a short pep talk slash life update episode of The Love Drive. Have a beautiful week. <laughs>